0: We went to on Saturday mm-hmm. a the Louisville City FC game oh, uh yeah. here. And they okay. are like actually really good, evidently. Mm-hmm. Um they've won like two of the uh USL championship cups, mm-hmm. which is like the league right below the uh uh MLS.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And They were they were playing this game that was neck and neck the entire game, and in the like overtime minutes or whatever it is extended period or whatever, um, walk off goal to win the game. It was the most electric thing. There were like a little over ten thousand people in the stadium. Like it was a blast. Um, So now I am a Louisville City FC fan.
1: Oh, good. Another sport to draw a metaphor from that I will not understand.
0: Yeah. I did, um, I,
1: I did my fair share of, of soccering as a youth. Yeah. Excuse you. Uh,
0: football. Um.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry, bro. it's football, isn't it? <laughs>
0: I'm I'm trying to think how do we how do we tie a fairy tale uh, thing into what we were just talking about? Because... Oh, okay. So here's here's another great movie that I love to summarize. It's a movie okay. called Shrek,
1: uh, and <laughs> the whole point of Shrek is that there's uh, some sort of green guy, uh, and he has a has a talking horse for a friend, and also uh, he falls in love with a hottie, but she's also ugly, so he feels better about his insecurities, and then they fall in love, and that's. <laughs> That's Shrek. And also there's a there's a height challenged person who gets very angry at them.
0: Do you know the muffin, <laughs> the muffin man? The muffin man? The muffin man. Did you know that
1: they named him Farquad because audibly it sounds like the word Fuckwad? Yes.
0: It's, yeah, it it's on, honestly Shrek is so amazing. Like um great movie. Uh, speaking
1: of fairy tales, though, wow, what a great transition that happened naturally, <laughs> <laughs> and we also speaking movies. of great transitions, welcome yeah. everybody. This is the Mind Sculptors.
0: <laughs> it's Ian? Yeah, we're just flashing it on the stack. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome everybody to the Mind Sculptors. Uh, so uh, there's the set out mm-hmm. that as we're recording this, it's not officially out. Although because you're you know special you you've got to see the set already so you know not me not the other half of our team uh <laughs> i think it's funny um so the the set has come out uh mm-hmm. as not yet though but it will by by the time that you're seeing this because remember yeah, we're in the past we're in the past um, yeah. So
1: by the time you're seeing this, it will have just been pre-release weekend, which is not
0: technically ow, ow. when
1: they can sell things. But you can no, they buy can things. They, they, they can. can start
0: selling it as of pre-release now. They oh, changed that. that. that change? They changed that with Brothers War. Hmm. Brothers. And they changed how, it with one of the.
1: How does it become a release then if the product's already able to be sold?
0: <laughs> Listen, it's the same bullshit. As how, like, uh, movies come out on Friday, but you can go see it Thursday at noon. Like, mm. the release date is September or whatever, but you can actually see it a day before at, like, whatever time. Mm. Uh, because. But it's you know, not released yet. But it's not out yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah uh, right. You know, it's opening night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At noon on a Thursday. <laughs> Silly, silliness. Uh, but yeah, so we've got uh, Wilds of Eldraine. Woo. And uh, so it one, one interesting note about the set is mm-hmm. uh, it is considerably not as buck wild bananas as the first show, uh, the Throne of Eldraine, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it is much more reason, like, there's still a lot of really strong cards in the set. Um, but it's not like there's a lot less Okos, you know, there's a lot less Okos, a lot, lot less once upon a times and yeah. mystic sanctuaries and stuff like that. Um, I almost forgot about once upon a time. What a card. That card was legal. That, that card was banned before OCO was. Mm-hmm. It was legal for like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Turns out free spells at the beginning of the game yeah, are bad. is really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got some cards here. It looks like 17 on the list. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm gonna go through them here for you and talk about some of them. And the first card on our list, it is an A, but it did not. I, this was not on purpose that it is in this order. Um, and that's Agatha of the Vile Cauldron. Mm-hmm. Agatha is a, costs a red and a green. It's a legendary human warlock. That is a 1-1. And it says activated abilities of creatures you control cost X less to activate where X is Agatha's power. This effect can't reduce the mana of that cost to less than one mana. Also has a second activated ability that is for generic, a red and a green other creatures you control get plus one plus one and gain trample and haste until end of turn. That is effectively Costing five mana because it reduces itself. Mm-hmm. Um, those other creatures. Yeah. Oh, we'll uh, love that part of it you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, because the card itself just makes itself cost less. Um, yeah. so I guess the, the vile cauldron, it's another, uh, what's the, the blue green one. The, uh, uh, familiar. Yeah. Biomancer's familiar. It's another mm-hmm. training grounds. Uh, a little
1: worse, but
0: a little yeah. worse, but you know, what are what are your thoughts on Agatha? Like it's it's interesting, uh, yeah. from, in some regards.
1: Yeah, I like it
0: specifically in like
1: uh like a Kenrith deck, um, just because Kenrith can then just as soon as it comes down, Kenrith converts every green green mana to my activated mm. abilities cost x less, right? Right. Uh, I don't like it the head of a commander. Like I think that's probably not where this card goes. Um, I think. There's probably some nonsense you can do with activated abilities decks, but I can't really see it. Uh, in Gruul, like, I can't think of like what you're yeah, wanting to do. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. So I, I definitely think it's a 99 card. Uh, I am not a huge fan of it outside of Kenrith. And even in Kenrith, I'm just kind of like, nah, that's, that's a card. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh well, yeah, it's an interesting effect. Um, I just feel like, there's something with it that will make a lot more sense later, but right now it's just okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think the ability to the, the like it scales uh, mm-hmm. the power ability, like the how like so if you pump it with the Kenrath ability, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just continue, like it kind of, yeah. It, exponentially it, i don't think is the right word but it yeah. just kind of keeps costing less i do
1: like it uh-huh. in the slower kenrith decks too because mm-hmm. in that circumstance it, like kenrith's already kind of a win con in the command zone right but this becomes like a real clear one where you're just like paying green red and like sending everyone in for smackdowns is like right the two oh in haste right or the one one in haste uh right. it's just like it, it adds up
0: you know yeah um so i think it's a cool card um yeah. You know, I remember I got a message about it. Uh, as what do you think about this as a commander? And I'm just like, what in Gruel cares about this effect? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, uh, it's cool. I think it's interesting. I, I don't know. Maybe mm. it's a, maybe it's a card that if in a slow Dawn Waker deck you care about, but I don't think so. But you know, no, Dawn Waker is trying to do the opposite right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Well, let's look at the next card on our list. The next card, the card I'm actually super excited about, Mm -hmm. uh, because it is an upgraded, uh, what's it called? Uh, What is it? What's the, what's the two, open the armory. It's an upgraded, open the armory. It's actually just strictly better, open the armory. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's Kellen the Fae-Blooded. It is a human fairy 2-2 that costs two generic and a red. that is also an adventure. The adventure yep. part of it is Birthright Boon. That is a sorcery. Uh, That's a search your library for an aura and equipment or equipment card. Reveal it, put it in your hand then shuffle. Uh, and then Kellen itself says double has double strike and other creatures you control get plus one plus o for each aura and equipment attached to Kellen the Fae blooded. Yep. So this is like really strong Obviously, mm-hmm. like right out of the command zone, having the shooter target right, right in the command zone is really mm-hmm. strong yeah, um, sure. outside of that. Like, what what are your thoughts on this card? I know I'm probably going to be testing this in art index mm-hmm. uh, to see exactly if it's just strictly better open the armory in that slot, because right. uh, we don't play open the armory, but mm-hmm. it's interesting to see if it's worth playing this. Uh, sure. What are your thoughts on Kellen overall? So
1: there was like a period of time where uh, I know Dawnmaker specifically, we were like looking really hard into, well, I mean, like Swift Reconfiguration, right? Obviously, is like a really good win con that like has no tutors except for Wargate, right? Um, And then there was talks about people who were playing like both Free From The Real and Swift Reconfiguration in Dawnmaker at the current moment. Um, And for those type of decks, I was always like, okay, Open the Armory is really good, but like it doesn't have that redundancy to it. And a second Open the Armory is like exactly what we were talking about needing for that deck. So um if there is ever like a more aura focused version of that sort of pile right like i think that's a really good way to do it especially when you don't have access to black um right. the other thing is like there's stuff in lower colors where you're really happy to have like another way to like grab something like a splinter twin if you're focusing on e-style yep. combos and things like that so um i don't think it's like the most impactful card from the set by any means but i do think it's strong and it, it does what it needs to do
0: it's neat with uh sunforger too cuz you can just yeah. like go grab sunforger and then like cast most of your deck mm-hmm. um which is really neat yeah. i like kellen also in uh the what's the red white dwarf that i'm blanking on all of a sudden um that reed plays uh oh cole yeah cole i think it's interesting in cole like as yeah. another you know, yeah. two more redundancy in that deck is always yeah. a good thing. Uh, it's just like a really sweet card to see okay. get printed. Um, yeah. It's a very interesting. I didn't think about it in Dawn Waker mm-hmm. as, a, as a, as a way to get swift reconfiguration, but that's really, yeah. um, on to the next card. This is probably maybe up there for one of the strongest cards in the set. Uh, And that's Rowan Scion of War. Rowan Mm -hmm. is a legendary human wizard that is a 4-2 that costs a generic black and a red. She has menace and has a tapped ability that says spells you cast this turn that are black and or red cost X less to cast where X is the amount of life you've lost this turn and you can only activate as a sorcery. Uh so obviously the activating only as a sorcery part is kind of a bummer. Yeah. But uh the rest of that ability is really strong. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Like this feels like a you sneeze in it combos type of commander. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean for
1: sure it's a uh, like obviously the implications with Adnaz are like very very strong right yeah. um any card you get off of there basically only costs whatever colored pips it has right um very strong with necropotence and like just it turns out red black is likes paying life a lot these have been <laughs> effective they're really good for a certain amount
0: of time so get to play uh stuff like uh what is it uh the what's the man i can't remember card names today um mm-hmm. What's the gives a creature haste uh, that people played in uh, Cody uh, that costs one red? Uh, um, claim the firstborn? Yeah, claim the firstborn. Really good claim the firstborn deck. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean. Yeah. I'm just giving your commander in-
1: haste, which is nice.
0: Yeah, like uh, giving your commander haste. Um yeah. I mean, that was kind of the, the whole reason it was in Cody, right? Um yeah. well, and untapping Cody, yeah, untapping Cody also, but right. I think that's a similar thing in this too, where it's like because this ability does stack, um
1: right, right, so
0: right. you can just like untap it, get more, mm-hmm. and just kind of like keep going and going and going right, right um it's interesting to see exactly how to break it. I'm sure this also seems really strong with like boluses citadel
1: uh although like with citadel like it it does the thing but then like citadel only cares about paying life anyway so it's like right more, it, it makes the cards in your hand cheaper with citadel which is cool yeah that's true yeah um also really cool with cards like uh you know big payoffs like Razketh and broodlord and stuff like that like just really yeah. <laughs> drop those down for like two mana that's pretty nice
0: i mean like there's a lot of cards where like this is a commander i look at mm-hmm. and it's just like oh i'm just encouraged to play the most aggressive reanimate deck yeah. of yeah. all time cuz you yeah. just get such a good payoff for it mm-hmm. um are, are there any decks that you think that would wanna play it in the 99 cuz like i i imagine like there may be but i don't know off the top of my head like it feels like it could be mm. okay but, I think it's a build
1: around. Effect. Yeah. I don't think it's a 99 card.
0: Yeah. Uh, next card is the brother of our first one. And that's will scion of peace. Yeah. And will is all a, the opposite of Rowan this is a two, four costs a colorless, a while well, a generic, a white and a blue, it's a mm-hmm. human wizard as well that has vigilance and spells you cast this turn that are white and or blue cost X less to cast where X is the amount of life you gained this turn. Mm-hmm. So we, we were talking about this a little bit before the, the show where it's like mm-hmm. it is noticeably not as strong as Rowan, but that's also just kind of generically you are more likely to lose life than gain life. Yeah. Uh, But Will has, you had brought up some interesting, like, scenarios earlier on how you can really take advantage of Will. Yeah, so, like, I like Will as
1: sort of this weird, like, uh, sort of like mid-range or stacks payoff commander, Mm -hmm. right? So there's, um, there's a number of cards that are just, like, one white mana gain x amount of life right so like four or five or something silly like that right right um and other effects that like do that with a marginal benefit right that have just like the life gain incidentally tacked on Mm -hmm. um and then there's a world where you just sort of play it like a like a big fatties deck where you just drop cards like recurring insight or nezahal or consecrated sphinx and like just these these insanely high value cards um, and then just use Will as this like really crazy cost reducer, basically like like you would do with a Grand Arbiter, but like times three or four, right? Right. Uh, and then just like jam these giant permanents, then slowly like take over the game because of him. Um, the idea being that like you just use him to, to just leverage a ton of advantage. Um, and it's definitely like a, a deck where you'd have to like look at what ways can you best uh, throw in some life gain without making your deck just like full of bad cards right right uh but i think it's it's probably doable and there's there's definitely something to it make sarah send sure. in bananas right like yeah right <laughs> <laughs> no, sarah Ascendant Ascendant really needed an upgrade yeah, it's, it's yeah. Bad the whole time.
0: yeah it's been terrible no reason to play that card um <laughs> yeah it's interesting i a card like uh revitalize feels like yeah it's interesting because it's like okay it's a cantrip yeah and you, yeah life plus Uh, benefit right yeah um it's interesting because it's like blue white's in this place where Mm -hmm. I I continually kind of have this question of because I mean you and I have both been brewing blue white for so long at this point Mm -hmm. that every time I see a new blue white commander I'm like okay cool how does this win the game uh (laughs) yeah exactly because it's just like unless you are really committed to doing like, cause I've seen some people do like breakfast piles and Azorius, like right. it just kind of is hard to win the game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I do think that it's an interesting effect. I don't know what it has to do with being the scion of peace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> flavor wise but you know hey, you i don't know,
1: know. Uh, uh, don't, don't knock it before you try it or something like
0: that right i guess um
1: yeah the one i was thinking about was chaplain's blessing that's like the one that's just like one cha- source where you gain fine life um there's also a one one Cathedral Cathedral sanctifier comes in you gain three um i'm literally looking at one drops that just come in and gain you much life
0: mm-hmm. um, i mean like chaplain's blessing in that regard is like effectively a um it's like a dark ritual almost better have it yeah like i mean <laughs> yeah. i think if you're going to build this deck i yeah. think you have to look at your life gain effects as, right. rituals. as rituals yeah yeah and then um, i think
1: that's exactly what they are right and
0: which is like it's fine i think that's where like cards like revitalize become like okay because then it's like okay so it's like a piratic or uh what is it a kapal ritual or not a kapal ritual uh yeah one of the red rituals with like a little bit of upside and it's like okay mm-hmm. that's fine which is an interesting space for azorius to be in
1: yeah and there's like enough little ones that have like some incidental upside like there's one uh, i'm looking at right now called lucky offering which is like destroy an artifact with mana value three or less you gain three life from kamigawa right? Like, it's okay. like, okay, cool. I'll snipe someone's mana grip, gain three life, and use it as a ritual. You know what I mean? Like, little things right. like that. You're like, okay. like sweet. <laughs> you know?
0: The one thing I don't love about it is it does kind of, because of the you can only activate it at sorcery speed.
1: It does restrict it, it for sure. It
0: does kind of make you have to main phase stuff. Uh, yeah,
1: it's very sorcery speed. Yeah. But, but also, like, with decks that are dropping cards like Hall and Conspirate Sphinx so I tend to be like that anyways, right? So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's fine. Uh and I guess if you're like reducing the cost a bunch, like it's not a huge deal. Yeah, exactly. Um kind of interesting. You you have piqued my interest. I was originally not very interested in this card mm-hmm. and since talking to you and looking at this more, I am now more interested in this card. <laughs> okay. I'm uh,
1: ready ready for the spicy tech with this deck? Yes, hit you me. Play Orb. You sacrifice all your lands. <laughs> like six life and then you activate will
0: but you float your mana first big brain so <laughs> friend you played a little too much gitrog in your life uh <laughs> my thing is i've never played Get rog. <laughs> yeah uh that's that's gitrog brain that i'm seeing there that's mm-hmm. some squandered resources attitude if i've ever seen it <laughs> you're not wrong Uh, last commander we're looking at here is Talion. The, they say that right. Talion, Uh, Talion. the kindly Lord. It is Mm cost two generic blue. Black is a fairy noble. That is a three, four has flying and says as Talion enters the battlefield, choose a number between one and 10. Whenever an opponent casts a spell with mana value, power, or toughness equal to the chosen number, that player loses two life and you draw a card. It's card's um, Stupid. I have heard this card is very good.
1: This card is stupid. Like it is insane. Uh, I don't know if you know, max, but like he's known for playing like Florian. Um, yeah, yeah, he has, this is like his other deck that he's actually been working on for, for once in a while. Uh, and he's, I actually just did a deck tech that may or may not be out at the time of this recording um, on his list for this. And it's just very silly. Like, it's just like you, you, you end most turn rotations with like 15 cards in hand. And it's just like, yeah, like, I don't know. It's crazy. You name two apparently is the number. But um, yeah, Italian's like cracked.
0: Yeah. Two seems like that's really good because that hits like fucking Ragavan even like mm -hmm. that's insane. Yeah. I mean, it hits like. I'm just thinking off the top
1: of my head. All the tutors it, breach theoretical, con- uh, like demonic tutor. Like, it also hits
0: know. like um, outside. What's the uh, the black green uh, uh, dork that everybody calls a planeswalker? Yeah, um, yeah hits death right. Like mm-hmm. it hits fucking like every spell I can think of. Yep. Um, yep. There's a lot of like. There's an argument to do
1: one as well, right? Because like. Mm-hmm. You still hit Thoracle, you still hit Darkseid, you still hit stuff like that, right? But like, yeah. Two also gets you Najila and it gets you Derevi. And
0: it, oh my God, yeah. that does hit Najila. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is kind of um, the type of card that I also think we, we talked about this last week with Mod, mm-hmm. where this kind of does, I think, a little bit more what I want Shieldred to do. Yeah. Um, but it like, definitely does more of that and i think is like a really good card in those that Mm -hmm. type of like shieldery spot yeah where you're just passively punishing your opponents and also gaining advantage and i think the fact that it gives you like a tangible advantage is very nice yeah it's crazy (laughs) um where are you like what decks are you looking to put this in i think it's it's the commander
1: uh, for a lot of decks but i also like this well your your actual conversation about shielded reminded me like this is one of those cards that i think um like actually has the chance of so there there's been talk in the blue farm community about like getting rid of adnose basically um and hmm. like adding a few more mid-range engines to just be like tim necron mid-range full mid-range right um and nobody has those-
0: uh, i've never advocated for that ever yeah yeah,
1: yeah. uh (laughs) Uh, this is one of those cards that makes me think that might be a viable option right between one ring and this card like it it feels more and more viable every day yeah Uh, and yeah tk mid-range with like italian as as a four drop feels like okay yeah like i can can see that working
0: (laughs) i definitely think i'm gonna try this into it too because it's just like it it fits into the because like i said we talked about this last week it fits into that notion thief slot um and sure, you aren't stopping draw, but like that's fine. Yeah, um, yeah I think this is really interesting. I yeah, good card. the the one question I've seen because I've seen some people floating this around is: mm-hmm. does this just mean that like there's no reason <laughs> to play nimrus anymore if you're playing Demir Control, or do you think that there is still reason enough to be playing nimrus
1: I mean, they're different decks. I think like immers mm-hmm. is a, a a flash deck that pays off in the fact that you don't ever have to fully tap out for your commander unless you want to right right I think it's a di- just like a different beast entirely um i think I would argue is probably better, but that doesn't mean that it invalidates the other deck you know what right I, mean? I think it's probably the best black blue back option we have um, but this is also like day zero of it being out right yeah. so
0: we'll see, to say. i i think this i i I like blue black control a lot. And so I'm really mm-hmm. interested to see how this like goes, yeah. but this is a really cool card. Um, the foil on that card, foil pricing on that card is banana.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, well, let's get into the non legendary cards. Uh, well the non commander legendary cards, <laughs> uh, next card on our list is Agatha's soul cauldron, which it costs two generic mana is a legendary artifact, and it says you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to activate abilities of creatures you control. Creatures you control with plus one, plus one counters on them have all activated abilities of all creatures exiled with Agatha, uh, Agatha's Soul Cauldron. And then you may tap it to exile target card from a graveyard when a creature card is exiled this way, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. So okay. So Kinnon just got a giant shot in the arm, right? Like this is insane.
1: Uh, yeah, like it's really good in Kinnon. It's just like it's a mirage mirror equivalent, right? It right. Fixes it's cleaner the mana, than mirage it, mirror, isn't it? It's the same. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, mirage mirror is harder to explain to people, right? But like, uh, this is the same thing. It. The only reason, like, uh, to keep mirage mirror in the deck which i think i'm doing is just the fact that uh with trophy mage it gets you either half of your mm. uh your combo which is kind of important um and then there's the argument of like okay maybe just cut trophy mage but <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, well i mean there's the, the whole other thing with that but that, it, it, needless to say uh this card is very good yes um it's very very powerful uh and it made Sissé better it's making kinon better uh, I think it makes a significant amount of decks just kind of cleaner. I think you can play in the Gila too. Yeah, I've seen people uh, like testing this in the Gila and being like, yeah, this is crap.
0: Um, like,
1: the there are two broken abilities on this card, they have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> like, I'm just talking about the first half of this card right now. The second a half second is half also of this stupid. Card that is fucking busted that no one is like I, I just feel like it's no one's talking about how insane it is that they're both like this is my vote for the best card in the set by like a, oh, a really long i don't guy. think that's a competition um, um it, it, it's like it's so stupid and like okay so the fact that the bottom half right you can be like so this is any graveyard just want to point that part out it says any fucking graveyard uh <laughs> and that's a like, nice you can, razziketh
0: you got in your yard there yeah <laughs> be ashamed yeah, if yeah, i uh yeah. exiled like, that for,
1: <laughs> yeah, for for sure. Like, first of all, this like reinvigorates Ryzoketh. I think a little bit. Like, yeah. this is just it cuts the reanimates. It's it's so clean. But then the fact that you can be like, oh, you sacrificed your ranger captain of Aven- eos That's really interesting. Okay, I'm going to exile that out of your yard, and now my my land of war elves is is a ranger captain Dios. Thank you so much for helping me out here. And I'm going to silence you, even though you silence me. <laughs> nice try. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, or just like, or like garbage, like, Oh, okay. I'm going to sack it on the end step to stop you comboing off. All right. On my turn, I'm going to play the cauldron, exile it, uh, make this guy a range captain. Now I have a second one. It's just like, br- <laughs> stupid, like dumb, <laughs> dumb, no, dumb. And also like, uh, with decks, like to you're like, Oh shit, you killed my bloom tender. Oh no, well, I'm gonna play the cauldron. Now my birds paradise is a bloom
0: tender. Oh, I guess I'll make my, to say a bloom tender. So it taps it. Yeah. Felt. My sister yeah, is like- a bloom
1: tender too. Right. like, it doesn't have summoning sickness by the way, cause it's already been on the battlefield yeah uh, and you know, then tap, tap 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 i win right like it's dumb
0: this actually <laughs> in Sisse specifically because it sys can just tutor this like this they can also tutor this straight, straight up
1: game. i was talking about this with uh with malcolm who just uh got a second top four of It's like his main deck yeah uh, or second top four of major eminence tournament i should say he's, he's done other good stuff in the past uh but he was like, Yeah, oh, yeah, you just like say you have a guy's cradle out, you just like go get this with the first Sissy activation. You're like, Okay, cool. Now I have a second one because cradle can just tap into a, another Sissy activation. It's like ugh, all, all silliness. Right? The fact it that is, you can
0: play cradle in Sissy now, like, safely. No, you can always cradle well, Sissi. you can play it and it like doesn't, it's not as awkward. yes it's not like you don't need anymore. to find a way yeah, to filter yeah. it. You just have Agatha's yeah. old cauldron and you're just like, Yeah, no, Ooh. this card's insane. Uh, um, like, like, actually stupid.
1: It also fixes. Uh, there was always a problem with like Kinnon plus Dihada would just make eight mana, but it would be eight that wouldn't allow you to right. activate. But now, like that whole thing is fixed off
0: too. <laughs> like it's just dumb, 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 dum, dum, dum. Yeah, I, I'm. Every time you said "dumb to dumb," it made me think of that thing from South Park where yeah, it, yeah, yeah just, the Mormon one. Agatha's yeah, yeah. soul cauldron was dumb, 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 dumb. dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> This card is dumb. Uh, Probably the best card in the set. I think it's up there as like best artifact of the year so far. Uh, Yeah, probably arguable. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Card's really good. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. next card on our list is likeness looter. Don't worry, I'm gonna cut that part from.
1: <laughs> no, you're not. I, 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 am, I am.
0: I am. I'm gonna put a cat right here, and I'm gonna put a dog right here. And uh
1: <laughs> now you're either gonna have to leave it in or you're gonna yeah, exactly. have to yeah. cut this entire section. So it's up to you. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh so, Likeness Looter is the next card on our list. It is a one, one fairy shapeshifter that costs a blue and a black. It has flying and has two different abilities. One, you tap to draw a card and then discard a card. And then the second one costs X and Likeness Looter becomes a copy of target creature card in your graveyard with mana value X except, except it has flying and this ability activate only as a sorcery i really hate that they're doing this activate only as a sorcery for sure, yeah it's everything it for sure. it's so yeah. annoying uh so yeah this is a, this loots it becomes something that's in your graveyard um where is this really good do you imagine
1: uh so here's the thing like i, I think there's been a lot of decks recently especially like we talked about how the graveyards got a major upgrade with hoarding Broodlord and stuff like that. Um, every time they print a two mana efficient looter with upside, like Vohar, like this card, based yeah. like Prince Prodigy, uh, the redundancy of these effects becomes so high and so high on card quality that it's like it becomes inevitable that something good comes out of them, right? Um, and this one is just like one of the nicest ones they printed. Basically, it's like this and Vohar are probably up there for like Demir Looters, right? Yeah. It's just like they're both very insane effects. Very powerful, uh, and you know, just the ability of like copy a bothersome or very strong creature really right out of the way. Like, there's many scenarios in reanimate. Well, they'll decks say your graveyard. Like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Just fine. Okay, yeah, but like, there's many scenarios in reanimate decks where like you just don't ever draw your reanimate, right? And then if you're flooding, you can just be like, fine, I'll pay eight mana. It's a Razaketh now. I win the game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it's uh, it's definitely a thing. Um, you know, and uh, the fact that it retains the ability is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I just think like it, it has a lot of potential and it's, uh, it's just clean efficient what it does it's not breaking the format by any means but like it's adding more redundancy to an effect that was already kind of needed so
0: yeah I like it a lot it kind of reminds me of the Lazav from the return to return to yeah, Ravnica yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like a little bit better uh, it's a very interesting card I I hate that it loses the looting ability when you activate it, though. That no, knows
1: it, it keeps that ability. Except that it has flying and this ability.
0: Yeah. Oh, a, it loses a the looting copy ability. Way. Yeah, it loses the looting ability, but it keeps the copy Yeah, ability. I don't know. I feel like that could be busted pretty quick. Yeah, probably. But I don't know. <laughs> it's, I, I, I like busted best cards best. is the thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> next turn on our list is Questing Druid. It is a... Hello, are a generic and a green human druid. That is a one, one that says whenever you cast a spell that's white, blue, black, or red, put a plus one, plus one counter on questing druid. And it also has an adventure part of it. That is seek the beast. It's a generic and a red instant that says exile the top two cards of your library until your next end step. You may play those cards. So is red green a bit like card uh feels like a card that is uh a green pip away from could have been in prosper, but uh <laughs> yeah. What what are your thoughts on this card? Uh I just really like the fact that so this
1: effect has already been noted as being pretty good. Like we just had like Ren's Resolve and stuff like that. The yeah. sorcery exile too. Uh, and these are colors that struggle with card advantage in general. And the fact that this one's an instant is actually really nice. Uh, that's, I don't think it's ever been an instant before, unless I'm very unfortunately mistaken. So accurate. yeah. So with all that being said, I, uh, I, I don't know, I just think the instant speed draw to in, in these colors is needed and, uh, strong. So yeah,
0: it's neat. Uh, it's always good to see red green, get more tools. Uh, yeah. just makes mints better. Right. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh moving on to our next adventure card, which is Scalding Viper. It is a generic in a red two one elemental snake that says whenever an opponent casts a spell with mana value three or less, Scalding Viper deals one damage to that player. It also has the adventure side, which is Steam Clean, which is generic in a blue sorcery that says return target non-lane permanent to its owner's hand. So this is almost like a one sided, like, uh, Idle on, Idle on a Router Ra- or Idle on of, um, Great Rebel, yeah, yeah uh, that one. but also, like, it doesn't hit as hard, but mm-hmm. it does have that ability, and also, incidentally, is a bounce card, yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's just like enough generic upside. I did uh, misread and think that the other side was an instant, so that's on me, that's my yeah. bad. Um, but it's kind of a cool card. I do also like have to shout out that this is a Gearson Starn card and I don't know that that deck (laughs) is the thing, but like, if it is, this is pretty cool thing.
0: What is Um, it? Isn't, uh, doesn't Mike Beanie, uh, still play that deck? Oh, I have no idea. I know he, he used to work on Gearson, I believe.
1: Yeah, it's one of my favorite cards that I've never worked on. Like it's a, it's a <laughs> card that I look at and I go, That's "Oh, cool. this card's awesome! I love this card. I should probably work on it sometime." And then I never do. Yeah. Yep. To be fair, there were so many cards that came out with that Warhammer set that I'm still like, "Oh wait, I gotta go back to that card."
0: The, the Warhammer set just has a lot of busted cards yeah, in it. it. Um, mm-hmm. We barely touched the surface in it when we did our set for review because yeah. we did the whole like, "Is this an Ajila card thing?" Yeah. Um, no, this is cool. I've always wanted I. I have this hot take where Mm. I think this and stuff like Ilan of the Great Revel are way more playable than we think they are. Um, Like, I I think like this, like I, I'm imagining like a Grixis control deck that just plays like Mm. this Shieldred, Talion, Ilan of the Great Revel, like all every hate card in it. Yeah, and yeah. just kind of wins by incidentally killing your opponents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Perfect Blood chief Ascension deck. Mm. Sounds so good. Who would <laughs> you make the commander for that? Like, what, Cass maybe? Or maybe the four-manic Nickel bolus?
1: I don't uh, know. This sounds like a, a Thrasphile thing to me, because you already yeah, kind of want curiosity sense. effects in
0: uh, this type of
1: archetype, right? Oh, then,
0: yeah, that would be really good. This does right. work with curiosity. It do. That's... Really good. Does I don't know Great Revel work with Curiosity? It do. Dear uh curious control players, I have a proposition <laughs> for you. Um Dear Greg. Dear, yeah, dear <laughs> Greg. Uh, <laughs> uh, next card on our list is an uncommon. It's experimental confectioner, cost two generic in a black. Is a two three human peasant that says when it enters the battlefield, create a food token. And whenever you sacrifice a clue or excuse me, a food, create a one, one black rat creature token with this creature can't. Live. And the big thing with this is this. You need a food to start the chain, but this mm-hmm. goes off with Peregrine took, correct? Correct. Yes. And it makes.
1: What's the outlet for it? Does it make infinite damage? With my life.
0: Uh, I need to remember what peregrine took to, because it does a thing. Um,
1: oh, it draws. You're holding yeah, it. Yeah, right, the draws.
0: Has yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah so... Um, <coughs> bless you. I think there is... <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> it? I think there is um, a food combo deck that has the potential of existing because we have this, we have Samwise, we have Cauldron Familiar, and at some point, we're gonna have so many overlapping food synergies between Lord of the Rings, Wilds of Eldrain, Original Eldrain, like all of these sets care about food. Right. And eventually there's gonna be enough overlapping creature combos that it's gonna feel like a birthing pod deck from modern ages past, right? right. Where you're just like, oh oops, I pod into the right one and then boop doop combo. Right. Um oh, I got so, the kitchen
0: things, better watch out. Uh uh-huh.
1: yeah, exactly. It's it's that type of level, right? So uh do we have this combo yet? No. Is this something to pay attention to?
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. I I have noted that it's like a new Hulk pile. This in Peregrine because it does it does require that. Like I said earlier, you yeah, okay, kind of need yeah. a food to get going. Yeah. But it is a food like it is a Hulk pile that just kind of goes off. Your uh, whole neck, yeah. Kind of nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think this is really neat. I would like I just I wish there were better commanders for food you know what I mean because it's you're yeah. that synergize with it because you're kind of stuck with like honestly really like Frodo and Sam are like your best options or maybe yeah. maybe Jerry like- and Pippin or Mary and Pippin the uh, Wardens of Isengard might be the the good one for really? it um, let me let me look yeah, now I'm curious because <laughs> it's like I. It feels like either of those partner pairings are like the option. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why is
1: yeah right? And people were like, kind of, sort of memeing, but also like playing the uh, the 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 Frodo Sam combo right when the set first came out, right? Right? So like, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, like I. <sighs> Pippin seems Pippin and Mary seem like it might work really well uh, just because Mary also like adds to the combo a little bit. Uh, Does it? Well, whenever you sacrifice an artifact, it makes a one, one, I guess that only triggers once a turn, but enter the
1: battlefield.
0: Uh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, you do get some incidental. Frodo might be better. I forget. I, th- I think Frodo and Xem are probably
1: better. So, you know, if you want to play Hobbit, food, Hulk,
0: Hobbit food hulk. Somebody get sick robot on the phone. Um This is magic nowadays, everybody. Magic. Yeah. Yeah, it's welcome, that's fine. Actually, <laughs> I actually don't mind Lord of the Rings that much yeah. because at least uh, it, it it feels like it's in the world. Uh, yeah, it's
1: still silly though. Yeah. <laughs> uh
0: that's an interesting combo. I I wish I liked playing sands blue at all. Um, um <laughs> Is kind yeah. of the issue. I just yeah. listen, I like counter spells.
1: Yeah, um, I know. I just want to play more Hulk, but like it's it's in a weird spot right now, I feel like.
0: Yeah, it's like I I get when people say they miss Flash because yeah, I it it made Hulk viable, but also right. I don't miss Flash because Flash sucks. Yeah, Flash <laughs> was not fun for anybody. Yeah. Um yeah. next card on our list, where Fox Bodyguard. It is a 2-2 Elf Fox Knight that costs a generic in two white and it has flash. And whenever it enters the battlefield, exile up to one other target non-fox, which was important, uh, creature until where Fox Bodyguard leaves the battlefield. And it has a second ability that is an activated ability where you pay a generic and a white, sacrifice it, and you gain two life. There's an interesting thing that they did in this set where they gave you these sorts of cards that have a until it leaves the battlefield and then also stapled onto it a way for it to leave the battlefield, which I think is interesting. Yeah, they did did that with
1: Boromir too. And I wonder if that's just a design space they're going for. Yeah.
0: Um, It's kind of interesting. I I definitely like it, but they did it on like a lot more cards in the set. There's another one we're going to talk about, Uh, but this card Definitely feels like it's uh an upgraded version of uh what's the card I'm thinking of I mean there's a bunch so, of effects like this right yeah, like three mana enter the battlefield like fiend hunter Fiend this, hunter yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah well the the interesting part for me about this one is we're gonna talk about uh, a deck that I haven't talked about in a hot minute, uh but this is a, a really cool winota card uh okay, yeah, it's like just really solid at being like flash removal. Cause like the whole problem has been all of the good flash creatures for fucking Winota are humans. <laughs> it's like, we don't need the humans to have flash. Yeah. We need the non-humans to have flash so that you can flash them in, have them interact and then go to combat. Right. right. Like even mindset, there has been an MVP of the deck for fucking years. Right. Um, which, is kind of now, uh, huh? which is kind of depressing,
0: which is kind of depressing.
1: Right. And so where Fox is like, like, it's exactly what you need. It either A, clears the blocker you need to get in with your combat damage, right? Or B, it kills that problematic creature, and the whole point is, like, Winota can't interact with a lot of stuff, and here we go, boom. Instant speed. Hey, it gets like rid of Draneth
0: and then lets you, gets rid of Dranith long enough that you can put your uh, Winota back out, swing with yeah. this, and then yeah. get rid of it so that Draneth comes back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can also just, like, I don't
1: know, exile a creature that's a giant pain in the ass, like anything can in ever. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
0: god if only this had the like two different lines of text where you on it where you could stack the trigger so that you sacrifice it in response i think they did that on purpose yeah i i'm sure they did that (laughs) they did that a while ago where they fixed that wording um yeah but it's still in my head just like but imagine
1: although Uh, like that would be very fair right like five mana to exile one thing forever is like yeah super fair yeah
0: that's Quite fair, and you gain two life. Although, like the ETB ability being kind of hard to interact with, is a thing. But yeah. yeah. Um, next card on our list, it is Blightwing Bandit. It is a two-two fairy rogue that costs three generic and a black, and has flying and death touch. And says, whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn, look at the top card of that player's library, then exile it face down. You may play that card for as long as it remains exiled, and mana of any type may be spent to cast it. This was a card that uh, I mentioned to you, is mm-hmm. something that feels really in these like blue black Demir control decks, where mm-hmm. they are especially like a, a deck like Nimrus, mm-hmm. uh, where it's especially good there. Like, yeah, it's, you're,
1: you want to cast a spell every turn. Yeah. Right? so,
0: like, I mean, the, the ability where it just kind of exiles things permanently is really good, especially like imagine like somebody Imperial seals and you're just kind of like, Hey, that's mine now. Yeah, Uh,
1: it's pretty good. It's the, the card, the part I don't like about the card is how expensive it is. It's a cost, right? Like that is absolutely that. Um, but the rest of the card, pretty good. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Very strong. Kind of reminds me of opposition agent in a way um yeah it reminds me more of like a wave break hippocamp but like better um yeah. <laughs> uh it feels stronger than hippocamp in my opinion because mm-hmm. the permanently exile like it's just gone and you get to do that yeah forever like the the ability is just there regardless of this if this is there or not if i'm mm-hmm. reading this correctly um so Really strong card. Interesting in controlled X. Uh, okay. Next card on our list is Moonshaker Cavalry. That's right. They did uh, what's it called? Uh,
1: Color shifted Crater Hoof. Ooh, yeah, whoosh. Crater
0: Hoof but white. And has okay. flying instead of trample. Um, that, I mean, that's literally the difference on the card is when it enters the battlefield, creatures you control gain flying in plus X plus X until end of turn where X is the number of creatures you control instead of trample. Uh, and it's a six six cost five generic and three white. This is white That's crater nice. hook.
1: Like we've, we've been relying on Elish Norn for a really long time, right? As our finisher, yeah. And his colors and white, right? Like so. It's like it's just nice to have another one. Um, I was working on a breed today that literally was like, oh, you can play Sarah Sanctum. You just channel all your Sarah Sanctum into this thing. You're like bonk.
0: Is this like, a Winota card? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it, it does so well. Come on, but it's, it's Winota. It's white. Come on. Every is Winota. I mean, what are the decks that you see this like really liking it in? Uh, just like mono white stacks a lot of it. Yeah, um, green white stacks. Uh,
1: stacks. <laughs>
0: so stacks. Okay. Stacks. Um, Timna Kamal. Uh, you know, this could be a Lavinia card, definitely. Yeah, it could be a Lavinia card. It the fact that it's a knight and not a soldier kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, because that deck really likes having soldiers. Uh, yeah, because. It, it was very funny. I, I'm not going to go on this rant too long, but uh, mm-hmm. you brought it up. Famous last um, words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it was one of those things when they like last year with Brothers War. They just kind of were like, "Here's a bunch of soldier synergies," yeah, yeah. Uh, and we were like, "Oh, hey, Lavinia's incidentally a soldier. That's convenient. That yeah. here's a bunch of ways to just amass a bunch of board and mm-hmm. their soldiers. So I guess we'll play Soldier Tribal and or yeah. typal and it it worked really well." And uh, yeah, I could see this playing in that. The only issue is is getting to the eight mana. But I guess you could be like that's a really good hit off of an Omen Machine. Mm -hmm. True. Uh, Let's move on to the enchantment section. Here we have Hopeless Nightmare, which is a cost one black, and when it enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card and loses two life. When and it also says when it is put into a graveyard from the battlefield scry 2 and it again has that uh you know where fox ability where you can sacrifice itself and it's literally just two colorless and a black sacrifice hopeless nightmare
1: yeah. it's just there for limited right yeah. like um yeah this uh, this card is efficient is the kind of the point um they are making more and more of these effects uh, and I've found them to be very underrated for a really long time. Cedh, I yeah. don't know when we're going to finally have a critical mass. Uh, but between this card, Vicious Rumors, Burglar Rat, uh, the the one from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, yeah. like there's all these like one and two mana spells that just each opponent discards a card, and it's like at a certain point, I think there's going to be like a Timna or Tavesh style deck that is just like black white or early those colors and just hand shreds of the shit out of people.
0: Yeah. It definitely feels like the more of these come, the more like Liliana, the veil gets playable, right? Like,
1: yeah, um, I, I, I think Liliana is not a card that translates well into Cedh, If mm -hmm. I'm being honest. Um, just because like, she's symmetrical in every way that counts. And it's like, her uh, her sacrifice thing only hits one person. Like you know. I,
0: I I will say I do think the like if you have a deck where it's you're playing all these discard effects that aren't symmetrical, um, that are asymmetrical and not targeted. I do think it makes it better because you're not getting hit off of it as hard, and you're probably playing a deck that wants to discard something anyway. Right. Um. But I I don't know. It's I I think there is somewhere for it but i I don't know It's uh i like that we're getting more of these because i've always Mm -hmm. wanted there to be like a deck that basically just has like a bunch of thought sees a bunch of inquisition and just goes for it and we've never really had anything like that in edh because it turns out that targeted hand disruption is really bad
1: yeah but especially with the creature ones it's really nice in a deck like uh, Tim and right? Just because like you get to, or, or any sort of Tevesh strategy, right. right? Because, uh, you can then just like sack them to fodder for like cards with Tevesh after you like shred your
0: opponent's hand, yeah. which is really nice. Yeah. It's like you, you hit them, you made them all discard. It's like effectively discard three mm-hmm. draw two. Yeah. Yeah. Seems, seems beast. Uh, next card on our list is a card that I if I ever lose to this card I will take it and I will be happy about it and that's food fight it is a generic and a red enchantment that says artifacts you control have uh, cost two generic sacrifice this artifact ability and it deals damage to any target equal to one plus the number of permanents named food fight you control so Mm -hmm. this is this is like an infinite mana outlet, right? Like it's
1: Oh yeah, I know. guess it is a dockside outlet yeah. for sure. Um, I have it in there as a control piece, to be honest. Uh I think like in any red Malcolm deck, the ability to just be like, all right, cool, I'm gonna pay two mana, sack a treasure, and shoot a problematic creature for two. Like I literally just played against um Malcolm Smasher this last weekend, uh and they had Mayhem Devil plus two pirates and malcolm and it was just like this they they completely dominated the game yeah just because anytime anyone would play anything it was like winona Najila kinnan right so we were all like uh (laughs) (laughs) fuck (laughs) uh exactly right so uh i just think food fight has the potential to do that just to like lay down the board control it a little bit yeah it doesn't have to be the best card in the board right but like in a in a dihada style deck and maybe have a malcolm style deck right like i think that this just sort of converts into some board control
0: yeah and then also it's just a infinite treasure outlet on on top of that yes. which is kind of nice yeah, um true because i definitely the, this is definitely reminiscent of a card like um what's the you sack a goblin or you sack a creature uh goblin bombardment? yeah goblin bombardment like it definitely has mm-hmm. like some of that vibe to it but i yeah i, I know That's it co- like you have to pay too colorless to yeah. do it but it still feels better um yeah. just because you're giving it's you can't make this stop working. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that, yep. which is really nice. Yep. Um, next card on our list is virtue of knowledge. It is a four generic and a blue enchantment that says if a permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger that ability triggers an additional time. And then it has an adventure side, which is Vantress visions, which is an instance that costs a, Generic in a blue copy target art activated or triggered ability you control. You may choose new targets for that copy. Um, this is an interesting card. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you see this falling? Like, I saw this and I was like, This definitely because my initial thought to it is because anytime I see copy, I immediately think of Kirk and Sakashima, yeah. but I think this is probably better somewhere else, right? Like,
1: yeah, um, I think it's, uh, it's so like the the decks with like big activated abilities like sisse and Kinnon, mm-hmm. this kind of like sticks out to me with right. Like I'd pay two mana for another Sissay activation or another Kinnon activation any day of the week, right? right. Um, and then like it's it's weird because it's like a double ETB on the front side, right? I don't know if it's ever going to be actually good enough to do it, but I feel like there's there's a lot of very very strong activated abilities in the format right right um and there is definitely something to be said that like there is going to be a card flip over that is like worth it right or like activated that's, right. what that's worth does this double dockside
0: so. or no yeah it, i thought it did okay the trigger ability yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah it's oxide doubler therefore infinitely playable <laughs> yeah perfect, <There> you, <laughs> go, guys. Guys. perfect. you
1: can play it um <laughs> i think it's interesting i i don't know five mana is a
0: lot um yeah. for that though
1: i i'm mostly looking at the
0: instant part of this yeah i think the instant is definitely playable i guess like, I, I don't know if is it only to say that you would care about this or i could see
1: it being played in my to be honest really yeah, especially because I, I I don't mind laying it down for the five part on Dogmaker. Just dropping a double fucking doc side in any day of the week, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where this ends up going. I Yeah I I'm a little it more skeptical play, of this one.
1: Yeah. It might not see play at all, but I, I, I just think like it might be one of those cards people try and they're like, oh, it's kinda cracked in these scenarios. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh well. The last card on our list is a card that I know for a fact is going to be cracked and will 100% be going into it, and that's Beseech mm-hmm. the Mirror. Uh, that is a generic and three black sorcery that has bargain, which says you may sacrifice an artifact, enchantment, or token you as you cast the spell, uh, and it says search your library for a card, exile it face down, then shuffle. If this spell was bargained you may cast the exiled card without paying its mana cost if that spells mana value is four or less put the exiled card into your hand if it wasn't cast this way so um obviously in tivet it's just kind of like you play tivet and then you cast the sacking the clue and hey look you've got your win um Mm -hmm. Where else do you see this being good? Because this is just kind of like a generically good card.
1: Yeah, I think you need some sort of consistent artifact enchantment or token creator, mostly right. a token creator in the command zone. So my instinct is like any deck that has incidental tokens, so I'm thinking things like Najila, like Malcolm, like Tivet, Uh Those are the kind of places I see this, this yeah. scene play. In. And in those decks, it's very good at what it
0: does, right? Yeah, you know? I mean, this in Najila just is like, oh, hey, 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 ho, 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 yeah. I'm going to go get a um, <laughs> I In my head, there was going to be like a thing after Derevi where it like made it rhyme. Uh-huh. And then yeah. it just was like, nope, don't have anything.
1: No. Hey, 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 ho, 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 that's where we ended it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no notes.
1: Perfect landing.
0: <laughs> I mean... It, I was trying to think of something yeah, that yeah. was like. Uh, I mean you—you
1: you put in the effort. was very sure. much Snow White. You.
0: Um, you know, yeah, hey, 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 ho, ho, ho! I get it. Yeah, you know. Uh, this seems really good though. I'm I'm very excited for this card. Uh, I also think mm-hmm. this is a card potentially that gets played in crick because it just, you know, is like another Beseech yeah. the queen. Uh, yeah. that is incidentally better. Uh. Yeah, that's just agreeable for sure.
1: I think also like uh, some of the argument people have been saying is like, oh, this is hard to cast, and I was like, well, the card Dark Ritual exists and Cabal Ritual exists, right? Yeah, that helps that problem a lot, right? Yeah. The
0: the other thing is people don't say that about like Necropotence, right? Like it's it's like this is arguably better than that in some regard. Like I mean, it's a it's a tutor that also just casts the thing. Like it's it's Mm -hmm. a Dark Petition, slightly better Dark Petition, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um this just feels like this is really good. I don't really see the arguments for it being bad. Like I imagine this in yeah. Nigila is just really fucking good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a really strong card. So, all right. So uh, we, we've looked over this set on a scale of uh, fallen mystery. empires to Urza saga. Where do you put this? <laughs> uh oh yikes um (laughs) i don't know
1: this is like it's a it's a decent set right it's got some powerful cards in it yeah Uh, i think its effects on 60 card are actually going to be way more than its effects on multiplayer like there's like like even like the bunicorn is like a card that gets the power for every non-land permanent like that, that thing gets out of hand insanely fast yeah um but uh that's 60 card not the focus of today, I think it's like a decent set. I think uh, you know there's a couple cards that are really worth looking at. uh It's it's definitely one of those sets where it's like there are a few kind of busted cards that we have to like digest and see just how broken they are. Yeah. Um. There's a few. There's a actually there's a lot of cards in the set that I'm like this is good in this archetype. Yep. But it's not worth talking about on a set review.
0: Yeah. There were um, a lot in there, and when I was going through the set list, or, yep. or where I was just like. Oh hey, that's a card for, uh, like that's a coin flip card. Hey, look, Karkarshima yeah. got another card. Yeah, it's like, just like a lot of Yuriko
1: cards in this yeah. set too. Evasive uh, flyers plus a bunch of stuff that's like, uh, you know, high CMC because it has an adventure aspect, right? It, right. So,
0: yeah, it's super solid. I. Also finally understand why certain things are Euroco cards. I was really confused because I was like, wait, why is this a Euroco card? And I was like, oh, yeah. it's because it's big CMC and in blue black. Yeah. Okay. Um, interesting set overall. I think for me, uh, it's not quite a, it's not a born of the gods, you know, it's not quite that yeah. bad, uh, but it's also not a, uh, you know, l you know l drain all you know bleed. so i think i oh, yeah, i, I yeah. would put it somewhere closer to like kamigawa neon dynasty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh if i were to rate it wait isn't kamigawa like considered one of the best sets of all time neon dynasty yeah i don't know that i would say it's one of the best sets of all time i it
1: sold like it was one of the best sets of all time
0: well that's because it was just a really cool set, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know from a power level perspective. Oh, sure, sure, like, sure, sure, sure.
1: I think Kamigawa is way stronger than the set. Uh, we got the Channel Lands. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's
0: true. I kind of forget that those yeah. are in Kamigawa. Yeah, they just, they're
1: kind of kind of like the thing
0: from that set. Yeah, they also feel like they've been around a lot longer than that set, mm-hmm. too, and like not just mm-hmm. a year. Um, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Well uh that's it for the set review as far as stuff going on with us by the time this has come out we would have just been at uh S- scg columbus H- mm-hmm. how did you like scg columbus uh ian i don't know we're in the past <laughs> going
1: <laughs> nice try time wizard <laughs>
0: <laughs> trying to fuck you up it's, it's, a, it's uh, a fairy over uh, here uh yeah. Interesting stuff. What uh, events you got coming up? What's on your agenda for the month of September, my friend. Ian? Oh
1: boy. I have no free weekends the entire month, uh, two
0: weeks in a row. You've done the, the Morty voice for this this portion.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh boy, Rick. <laughs> I think that the portrays my level of uh, tired and anxiety. Yeah, but yeah no, I have uh, I have Columbus um, and then I might be doing the online mock masters. Then after that, uh, we're doing the bonfire event with Eminence. Yep. It'll be fun, and the folks should come out to that. And uh, we still haven't ironed out the details, but I will be uh, having a big part in the 64 person cdh tournament whether it's casting or something like that. It'll be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a bunch of other, bunch of other stuff. I'm going to be
0: at Vegas. Really cool. Yeah, Pongo is going to be at Vegas, week. so there'll be mm-hmm. y'all can see two sculpty boys at Vegas. True, true. true
1: yeah and then uh october is like the big tournament month too so yeah. after this one obviously <laughs>
0: yeah that's uh, october has both uh what's it it has both the Mox lotus con, lotus con mox invitational, Masters, invitational yeah. uh yeah. i believe uh isn't silicon dynasty 2 in october or is that november no it's this month oh that's this month okay yeah uh so there you
1: go oh yeah I, I, I should say that here. I'm looking for sponsors for Silicon dynasty too. So if anyone wants to get me out there, same here, your your
0: same here, brand, the West coast, mine, mine's not very good, but if you want me to go out there and, and yell about your brand, let me know. Yeah. Cause I'll do it very much <laughs> willing to do that. Um, yep. same for any event. we want to Make show quick, just up, push. just let us know and we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> um, yeah uh as far as me like i said uh we'll be at scg con columbus uh yeah. trying to figure out if maybe coming to the bonfire is viable or not mm-hmm. uh but haven't really crossed that bridge too deeply past that yeah I, we gotta worry
1: about this weekend first <laughs>
0: yeah uh you know what i don't know this is a weird way to end the car in uh, the show i don't know what to end the show on um We can just say bye.
1: Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, I do this new thing, right? Okay. Where I, uh, in the middle of my...
0: Staying no more we, we can't keep making these rain clouds Stay overhead. Yeah. Don't wanna keep this going Can't fix what's already broken
1: to <stret-illi> you <yeah. t-illi>